Welcome along. My name is Pete Morgan. This is the Puppy Podcast. It's a podcast where, on one hand, uh, we talk about the lives of our two dogs, uh, four-year-old Golden Labrador Lincoln and ten-month-old. Where's that gone? Ten-month-old. Elvis, who's a black Labrador. We talk about Elvis more, though, because he is a puppy and he is growing and he is changing and his behaviours are the ones that cause my wife and I the most distress. We will get to that following on from last week's drama, um, where, you know, I was honest and said we'd, we'd considered not having Lincoln anymore and had we made a bit of a mistake in getting a second dog. So we'll get on to that in a little bit, but it's also a place where you can come as a uh, as a prospective puppy owner, as a new puppy owner, as a dog owner, as a dog lover, and share your tales, your trials, your tribulations, the pains, the pleasures and the perils of owning a dog or a puppy and the idea is that by sharing this information and this interactivity that goes on we can all ultimately become better puppy and dog owners uh, if you've got any questions any comments if you want to just join in the discussion if you want to post a picture of your puppy or dog and say look how cute this dog is which i know so many of uh, we we are the same all if you look at my phone so many of the pictures now just pictures of the dogs just i'm just constantly taking pictures of them because they're just so cute but if you want to do any of that or get involved then there's plenty of ways that you can do it uh, you can go to facebook uh, the facebook page is the puppy podcast we are on instagram at the puppy podcast uh, you can follow us there you can follow us on twitter as well at puppy podcast or if you just want to chat you can always email me the puppy podcast at gmail.com if you are joining us for the first time don't worry the quality gets a little bit better than it is right now not so much rambling uh, but thank you so so much for choosing the puppy podcast and if you found us on either itunes or stitcher or google play or iHeartRadio or whichever app you have got uh, please leave a review. I really do appreciate that, particularly on iTunes, because it gets you further up the iTunes charts, and then more people notice it, and more people uh, want to get involved in it, and the, the, the Puppy Podcast family gets bigger, and it means that we all benefit from this kind of combined knowledge that we've all got, which is great. Um, however you're listening to us, welcome along, and uh, here we are at episode 38. We are within sight now of Elvis's first birthday. That's really not that far away. It's, you know, it's just over three months. I'm, I am absolutely... No, it's two months away. I am absolutely agog that we are here, <laughs> we are here already. And, you know, in, in just a few months, in a few weeks' time, we'll have been doing the Puppy Podcast uh, for a year. Um, also, I just want to mention the fact, you might have seen a post that we put out on social media earlier on this week. You can now sponsor an episode of the puppy podcast it can cost you as little as 10 pounds to sponsor an entire episode of the puppy podcast so if you have got a dog related business or a uh, pet related uh, product and you want to sponsor uh, the puppy podcast and we get to talk about your product then by all means Get in touch. Email thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Because for the, for the last 37, 38 episodes, I, I do the podcast for free and it's it's my own time and money. And it's just 
it's getting harder every week to do it. I really, really want to carry on doing it. Again, following on from some of the drama of the things that I said last week. I really want to carry on doing it. Um, but So we're just getting to the point of, you know, I'd really like a couple of sponsors to come on board. So, from as little as £10, you can sponsor uh, an episode of The Puppy Podcast. Uh, email thepuppypodcast at gmail.com for more details. Uh, no Puppy Dog of the Week uh, this week. You can nominate your dog or your puppy if you wish. Uh, they get the episode dedicated to them and they get a certificate. All certificates are out now. All certificates have been sent so past Puppy Dog of the Week, winners and nominee, nominees, uh, you will have your uh, certificates in the next few days. Uh, they, they got sent out a couple of days ago. Um, so, yeah, you'll get them certainly in the next week uh, if you are international. Uh, but in the UK, I think you've already got yours. Uh, which is which is good. Uh, so if you want to if you want to carry on nominating them, and you know we don't have to do this every week. I'll do this as and when. I'll mention it, and if people want to nominate, then we'll do it. And if not, then you know we'll we'll quietly rest it. <laughs> but if you want to nominate your dog or your puppy for Puppy Dog of the Week, uh, email thepuppypodcast at gmail dot com. However, what I thought we should do is catch up and have a bit of a pop date. Uh, with one of our regular contributors, that is Melissa uh, and her puppy Kipper. Kipper is just this gorgeous bundle of fluff, uh, not even a year old yet. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, um, the Puppy Podcast, there will almost undoubtedly be a photo of Kipper somewhere on there. Uh, Melissa is clearly besotted with Kipper and loves taking pictures of her. So uh, we got in touch and we said, we've not spoken for a while. Let's get you back on for a pop date. I spoke to Melissa and asked her just how Kipper was getting on. Kipper's doing really good. Um, she's seven months old now. Oh Yeah, because we spoke to you about three months ago. It was kind of the beginning okay. of July. Okay. What's happened since then? What's What's changed? Well, she went through teething. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we got really lucky. We got a really, really good puppy. Um, she did not chew anything in the house that she wasn't supposed to. Um, her teeth, it took her teeth about three weeks to completely fall out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest challenge was my husband really wanted to collect one of her canine teeth, the, the sharp fangs in the front. Mm-hmm. He just wanted one for some reason. And and I think they have four of them, right? Two on top, two on bottom. Yeah. And she lost she lost two at daycare and they couldn't they didn't retrieve them for us. Um she lost one somewhere in the house. We never found it. And she had, was holding on to one more tooth and he was just he was for sure he wanted that tooth. And one afternoon, they were in the backyard playing ball, and he threw the ball at her, and she turned her head, and he said it was like in slow motion in a movie. You just saw the tooth fly out of her mouth into the grass. And would you believe he got the tooth? He was so excited. Oh. I mean, what's that? Is it just, is he going to put it in a keepsake box? Is it going to be yeah. like set in a locket for your next birthday? I mean, what's, what's, what's his plan for this tooth? 
Well, my birthday's in a few days, so I hope it's mm. not in a locket. No. Um, <laughs> Lovely. Um, no, it's just it's it's in a little container with the few teeth we collected. I have no idea what the plan is. He just wanted that tooth. Oh, that's really sweet. Oh well, yeah. that's, well, it's good that the teething's gone well. Um, yes, you know because yes. I know. Um, and again, I mean, what I've said with both Lincoln and Elvis, they they are not. Um, chewers, you know, we've not kind of come back and found all our chairs have only got three legs or, mm-hmm. you know, half a door is missing or anything. You know, they're very... They, but we've always had antlers for them. Um, okay. And the big difference we found is Lincoln had two antlers um, for years and just, you know, would gnaw on them occasionally and just... Whereas Elvis is actually destroying the antlers i mean he's eating them they are going wow um he's really um yeah, but it's a good distraction for him it's um he, he enjoys using his teeth in that way so we, we try and bear that in mind if we're buying him a toy or if we're you know getting him a treat or something um that he does he really likes kind of spending time chewing something so we'll, uh, okay. yeah, we kind of bear that in mind. Um, when we spoke on email, you said that your answers have changed to yes. a couple of the questions. So let's let's go through these. <laughs> so the first one, and I think I know the answer to this because uh, you know if, if you have listened to the the Puppy Podcast for any degree of time and you have liked it on particularly on Facebook, you uh-huh. may well have seen some of the photos that that Melissa has posted of Kipper. So we originally spoke and uh, on the show about whether or not you should put clothes on your dog. And what did you say originally? I originally said, absolutely not. Clothes are not for dogs. (laughs) Now, my husband is the one who bought clothes for her, which I was very surprised about. Um, we live in Chicago and we are Chicago Bears football fans. Mm-hmm. And he bought her a, first he bought her a Bears, uh, t-shirt. And then he decided that she needed a jersey for the game day, which she currently is wearing right now because the game's on. She's watching it. Um, he really wanted to get her a sweater vest. Um, but he's going to wait till she's a little, she finishes growing. Um, yeah, and, and Kipper absolutely loves wearing the clothes. Oh, she just loves it, and I don't. She's the kind of dog that just loves to like squeeze under your legs and just be really close to you. Aww. So I think she just likes that feeling of the clothing hugging her. That's so sweet. Yeah, I, I think because I mean Elvis is a real love bug as well. He really likes to be close, and that's helped. Um, when the new walks that we've been doing in the park that he, he really doesn't like going far from you he's you know he really likes to be close he's not mm-hmm. you know he's, he's not whereas lincoln is very much like yeah yeah whatever you stay over there i'll i'll be back in a bit i know where you are i know where to find you um but yeah link um and lincoln's never been a, a lovey dog but elvis really is he loves being close and when we're walking on the lead the, you know his heel when you when he's walking to heel, he's he's literally just stuck to to my left leg. Okay. You know, he, he really likes to be 
you know, that kind of clothes. So we've not tried him with clothes yet because it tends to happen around uh, the holidays. So when it gets to the end of the year, our Christmas card is normally something where we've done something to the dogs. Um, okay. So that will be the the idea this year and we'll just have to see I really don't think we're going to get both of them to pose with clothes on we might be able to take them separately and then put them together in some magical way um, but we, we're not going to get them sat together because that would just be almost impossible so with the clothes we've gone from a no to a yes Correct. And the other question was, are you mum and dad or owners? Now, right. I seem to think, I, I'm trying to think now, I think you said you considered yourselves mum and dad. Absolutely, 100%. So and what's changed? Well, when my husband listened to that episode, um, when when you ran, you know, you I think you had read my comments yeah. from online on the episode, and my husband said, Oh, no, I am definitely not dad. He said, I am the owner. And I said, why would you say that? And he said, that's what the paperwork says at the vet. It says I'm the owner. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's the owner and I'm the mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it is some kind of amalgamation of the two that it kind of fits in. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Officially... Of course, if anyone from the, the Kennel Club here in the UK, if anyone from the Kennel Club gets in touch, or if anyone from uh, the insurance company gets in touch, then, yeah, I am Lincoln's owner uh, and I am Elvis's owner. Right. But if we meet anybody or if we go to the vets or if we're booking a, them into um, the kennels or daycare or whatever, I always, whenever I call anybody... You know, the, the vets or, or the kennels or something, they pick up and they go, hello, and I go, hi, it's Lincoln and Elvis Morgan's dad here. Okay. I'd like to book them in. So he he can still be the owner officially, but he can, right. he can be a dad as well. Yeah, we'll see if it changes. Yeah. Um, you, you've also said that, that Kipper is a little bit of afraid of her brother. Yes, I don't think I've ever talked about this. No. Um, so the breeder got us in touch with a couple that lives very close to us that has a brother, has one of the brothers. So we've met them, become friends with them, lovely couple. Oh. Um, they live only about 20 minutes away from us. Oh, so great. we've had a, we've had a few play dates and the first play date, Kipper was absolutely petrified of her brother Rupert. He he's bigger than her. She was really the runt of the litter. So he's much bigger and he's very aggressive. And she typically does not like any aggressive dogs. Ah. <clears throat> ah, so yeah. so she so should never meet Elvis. That's that is yeah, her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time they played. They played. They, when we tried to get them to play together. Her tail was between her legs. Like she was so scared. So we waited about three weeks and got him together again. And it took her a couple hours, and she kind of warmed up to him. Um, and now, in fact, we just played with him yesterday. We met at the local dog park. And she she's still a little timid, but she's gotten much better. Oh, much oh that's, better. I'm really pleased. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm, I'm really pleased about that. That's so lovely. I mean, because I'm trying to, because obviously I, I talked last week about kind of the issues we've had 
with Elvis, and I'm going to go into some more detail a little bit later on, on on this episode about what's happened in the past week. But one of one of the things I've started trying to look for is kind of to do some socialization with him because mm-hmm. I think that's the only way is to just immerse him in dogs so he knows the right way to to greet a dog and to spend time with a dog and that um you know it, it, it isn't a a cause for uh barking or jumping or boisterousness because it's not aggression he's not angry he sure. just he just wants to he, he just wants to to be with them so because that's the thing i mean dog parks are a very american thing there's nothing like that oh yeah it is that's too it, bad yeah it's just it's a public park so okay. yeah there's there's going to be dogs there but there's no kind of there's no saying what kind of dogs are going to be there and when we go for a walk and you come across other dogs they could be you know any and all kind of type or breed and you know i've mentioned this on on the podcast that we if we see the other dog is on a lead then we try and put our dog on a lead because generally there's a reason they're on a lead sure um and it's unfair for them to be thinking wait a minute i'm tethered up and this you know blonde idiot or this you know black labrador are, are able to run free and and cause me problems so you know we always feel it's it's better to do that but i just like i say i just want to immerse him in dogs but it's finding somewhere where i can take him where the owners are not going to be timid about the fact that they their dog is meeting a boisterous dog oh sure and i think that's that's the thing i'd i'd really love to to get you know, if I could find somewhere that does that, then, you know, I'd be kind of really pleased about that. So three months since we've spoken, um, is, I mean, what what has been kind of the biggest learning thing for you over the past three months? Because it's been a busy three months for Kipper. I mean, she's been through a fair amount since we last spoke. Yeah, yeah, she even got spayed. She's she been fixed did. Now. Yep, yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was she okay with that? Because we saw her with the cone on. She was wearing right, a, a cone. Right. Um, and was she okay with that? Was that? Did she speak yeah. to you? She, did she stop speaking to you for a couple of days? I mean, what was no, the... No, she was really good about it. Um, you know, she goes to doggy daycare normally. So she wasn't allowed to go for about two weeks while she was healing. So she went to my in-law's house. They... They watched her during the day, but I think she was sad that she couldn't go to school with her friends. So, but, but she was good. She didn't bother the incision. Um, She healed up just fine. Oh, well, that's really good. I I mean, as I say, she seems, you know, she seems to be really coming along well, you know, she seems to be really growing beautifully as a, as a dog. And you seem to have kind of clicked as a as a unit you know with with you yes. and with kipper I, I think you know it's such a bond between the two of you i think it's wonderful to see yes now don't get me wrong kipper is only 99 percent perfect she does <laughs> she does she does have a little minor flaw that has just come up within the last few weeks okay um she has started barking 
Somebody walks past the house, she's barking. We're driving in the car, and she sees somebody, she starts barking. Yep. We, uh, we, I know I think you mentioned it on, your, on one of your episodes where you try, when somebody walks by and the dog is quiet, you give them a little treat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that hasn't really worked. We're trying, <laughs> we're trying the uh, command word, quiet, um, and she doesn't quite completely understand we are doing a little bit of research. We're actually thinking about getting a bark collar that just gives a little vibration to help train her not to bark. Okay. I mean, so, one, of, one of the other things we do, because, yeah, it's the same with us, that if he's, if we're in the house of an evening and then kind of the neighbors over the back make a noise, Elvis is, you know, barking, or if someone posts a paper through or some posts through, and we're sat in the back of the house, and he just hears it, and then he starts barking. Mm-hmm. And obviously, a dog on the television, a horse on the television, any kind of animal on the television will will send him off barking as well. What we found regarding the noise kind of thing is um, is almost kind of distraction. Is we'll put the you know the radio on, or we'll put the so he just can't hear the those extraneous noises. And the only thing I can say is with regards to barking at things when he's in the car, barking at other dogs when he sees them or people or a bush, some grass, a car, (laughs) a gate, a cloud, um, it's really decreased over the past few weeks. And I don't know whether it's, it's just the thing they grow out of and their barking is because they're, it's new to them. So, okay. but uh, so, I'd be re- if you do go for that vibration collar, I'd uh-huh. be fascinated to hear did it work, you know, and, and whether or not it actually brought down the, the the amount of Kipper's barking. Okay, okay, yeah. Hopefully, it's just a puppy phase. Yeah, I, I think it, it would, and I think a lot of it. One of the things we were told by our breeder is uh, so much of the reaction is based on what the family is like. So as soon as Elvis starts barking, we used to be like, oh, Elvis, be quiet. Now stop, no, calm down. Now what are you doing? <laughs> and we'd all kind of react in that way. Okay. Uh, whereas now we just kind of ignore him and, and or I'll kind of go, shh, 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 it's all right, it's okay. And just be very calm. So if we're calm, he's calm. Okay. And I don't know if, if that's a kind of thing. So, because we have a thing that if somebody rings the front doorbell, um, nobody barks because we don't jump up and go, who's that at the door? What's going on? We just kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, somebody at the door. And then we get up and, and answer it. And that seems to be better because we are giving off um, calm that keeps okay. if you know because it's we, we all the four of us are a pack and they're kind of thinking well okay listen if the pack lead is calm then we're calm Whereas, you know what's let's not all get aerated because i'm guessing you're the pack leader as far um, as kipper's concerned i don't know no i think my husband would be the pack leader all right well that i think so it certainly needs well i think it's both of you just i'm not saying you know i can't imagine either of you jump up and scream and punch the air when somebody walks past the house or rings no. the doorbell but no. it, it is just that um even how you you respond to him if you, if you just do it in a again I, I, by no means do i think you're being 
you know, histrionic about it or tremendously dramatic, but yeah, just really kind of being very calm and that calms okay. them. And that's I'd, good advice. Yeah, because I mean, we've that's what uh, we've always done with Lincoln, and we're starting to do it with with Elvis. We kind of lost our way a little bit with uh, with Elvis, but yeah, the calm thing seems to really work. Okay. So lovely to speak to Melissa. So good to know how well Kipper is getting on uh, and just growing. And of course, they have troubles. I I don't think there's any dog or puppy owner that I've ever spoken to who was like, oh, it was plain sailing. Having a dog, getting it through to maturity, it was fine. It was an absolute doddle. It was a breeze. And, you know, I am also living proof of uh, of uh, that fact. Um, so, yeah, really good to uh, to catch up with um, Melissa. Okay, time for dog news. And this is a, a story that I actually put on social media because it's gonna it's gonna link into what you've been getting in touch about this week. Uh, this is a toddler. Uh, this is in um, Hornsey in uh, the UK. A toddler needed plastic surgery after he was bitten on the face when he tried to cuddle a stranger's sheepdog. He was a 21 month old toddler he was attacked when he approached the border collie whilst out walking with his grandparents the collie's owner uh, has been told to pay seven thousand pounds to the boy's family and they also ordered that the dog must be destroyed after they ruled that they were they were not satisfied uh, that he is not a danger to the public so what was happening was uh the andrew who was the dog's owner sitting with the five-year-old jed on a bench in um, Hornsey on the promenade and the child approached the dog which Andrew had had for about four months approached it to pat it and then walked away and he then went back to try and cuddle the dog but when he put his face near he was bitten and began bleeding uh, instantly and the child obviously was taken away uh, by his grandparents and hospitalised with his injury. Uh, Andrew, his owner, accepted that the dog wasn't well acquainted with members of the public and he admitted one charge of being the owner of a dog dangerously out of control and causing injury. Um, so I put this on social media and basically said, how would your dog react if a child came up and cuddled it? Uh, and it, fascinating to get the, the breadth of comments that we've had. So many have come in, so I'm going to try and get through as many as I can. Emily says, so sad for everyone involved. Kids must learn to ask before making contact with a dog. And if they are too young to do so, as in this case, they should be supervised well enough not to get that close to a dog. Our pup Watson lives with our three girls and is therefore very social and friendly with children. However, I'm still very careful when asked if he can be petted and I keep my hand on his collar the whole time because you never want something unexpected to happen. Amy as well says, my kids are taught not to approach any dog that isn't the family's dogs uh, and dogs that they spend a lot of time with. It's terrible what happened to the boy, obviously, but I think that the parents are responsible. It would be different if the dog approached the child with no warning. Uh, Holly saying, I do this too. My kids all know to go to the adult and ask first. Taught them that from a very young age. Helen saying, it's a difficult one. I would like to think that uh, our dog would be okay if a child came up and cuddled it, but I'd never trust a dog. Bottom line, after all, we may dress them up and they're our babies, but... They are related to a wolf. 
you know, the question is, would you let your child hug a wolf? I've always taught my children never to go to a dog without first asking the owner, even though we've got a dog ourselves. Steve asks, was the dog on a lead? Grandparents should have had the kid on a lead too. It will teach it. Unfortunately, the poor dog has learnt to bite. People with dogs need to have them controlled on a short lead. People with kids need to teach them about dogs and strangers. Andy saying, we have three dogs, all with different temperaments. Our pug wouldn't hurt a fly and you could literally do anything with him and he wouldn't bite. Our staffy is lovely as well and wouldn't bite anyone unless they totally took him by surprise from behind and then probably still wouldn't. But our French bulldog is unpredictable, so we're always wary of people approaching him and we certainly never let other people's kids near him. It's called being a responsible dog owner, but people should not let their children just go up to strange dogs. Our kids know to ask an owner before petting a dog and we would never let them hug one. Joe says, I discourage people from stroking my dog. He's never bitten anyone who approached him yet, but he's a nervous rescue and it's not fair to put him in a frightening situation. I would hate to lose him because of someone else's irresponsible behaviour. Joe as well, uh, another Joe, Joe Meek, saying, I always tell mine not to approach people's dogs. They could react out of fear. Darren as well saying, I do the same. I always tell them to be careful, present the back of the hand, and if the dog licks, it's more likely to be okay for some interaction. Um, John as well saying, we've always taught our kids to seek permission first. Um, Penny got in touch and said, I was brought up to let a strange dog come to you. You stop, you lower yourself and offer the back of your hand to sniff slowly. Penny says, I'd bite a stranger who rushed up and cuddled me without consent. And I love a good cuddle. Penny also says that she stops when she's running. Um, I think she means, you know, when she's out for a morning run. Uh, she stops when she sees the dog because she says, I'm concerned that the dog might think I'm going to attack their owner and worry that it might have to be brave, which is incredibly thoughtful, Penny, because I don't think there's many other people who are out jogging and running who would even consider that. Um, Alex uh, got in touch, said, I asked permission to stroke a dog when I was 10. The owner was a family friend. I was told the dog had been a bit off for a few days, but was talked what to do by the owner. As I went to stroke it, the dog jumped up and bit my nose and hung on while I tried to shake it off. My nostril was left hanging on by a tiny shred of skin. You cannot predict everything um claire as well saying incredibly sad but an element of responsibility on both the parent of the child and the owner of the dog i wouldn't let my dogs approach another dog to play as they've been attacked twice for this but on the other hand a dog owner needs to be super vigilant as dogs are animals and they can be spooked over the silliest thing even though i trust my dogs implicitly i would never allow a strange child or adult or a dog to introduce themselves without my say so as you never know how an animal will react um nadine also got in touch and said that there is a petition to save uh the dog to save uh sheepdog jed which is on change.org uh, and if you want to go and uh, seek it out there then you can and i know a couple of people have signed it and a couple of people have said well no the court has made the ruling and the dog has bitten someone so no we shouldn't sign it it really went backwards and forwards um Yvonne uh, says the man was just sitting on the, uh, the bench with the dog minding his own business. Amy says I have a small child and a dog. I teach my child not to approach anyone else's dog. I also remind her not to make our own dog jump. And I teach other kids who approach our dog how to do it safely and slowly. My dog is used to kids and has never nipped anyone in his life. 
I feel bad for this dog. It's not the dog's fault. It's not been trained properly. There's fault in all sides. Kids shouldn't approach dogs they don't know, and the owner should have trained the dog. I'm surprised, though, that the police didn't order the dog to always be muzzled and get it trained, which is the usual line. They must have thought that it was beyond that. Alice says, I think you need to read your dog's signals, and if your dog doesn't like something, then take steps to stop it happening. Um, and Cassie says, I've got a dog who's not particularly fond of strangers. When walking her, she's on a lead, and sometimes I even muzzle her. But people still approach me. Uh, dogs still approach my dog off the lead, and people too, and it puts me in a very awkward situation. Sometimes there isn't anywhere to go, and before you know it, you're in some sort of standoff. I struggle at times to understand why people just lose all sense of uh, responsibility and common sense. A dog is a dog and should be respected as such. And Kim says, if a child approaches my dog, I always say, they're not nice dogs. I'm never putting my dog in that position. Obviously, we've been walking Elvis quite a bit, and he is clearly a pup, and you, what you find is if there are families out, they love puppies. And we say the same thing, uh, you know, if we've got both of the dogs out with us, is Lincoln is really good, he's really soft, which he is, he is so gentle, so laid back about the whole thing. And what we say about Elvis is, he's a little bit boisterous, and he's still breaking in his teeth and what we mean by that which is i've talked about before on the podcast is that he will put his teeth on you he won't bite you not in a day-to-day -day situation but he will put his teeth on you um there's no real aggression with lincoln and elvis and i trust them with um strange dogs and strange people because there isn't that you know, I, I talked last week about Elvis's boisterousness with other dogs. He only knows one way to greet a dog, and that's to smack him up the side of the head. Uh, but dogs generally will kind of go, uh, you can cut that out for a start. But he he would never bite. Uh, you know, I can imagine him pushing, pushing over a child, or jumping up at a child and knocking them. I can imagine all of that, but I cannot imagine ever the dog or Elvis biting a child having said that i would always ensure i always make sure that elvis is on a short lead when people are petting him i never let him let it go slack i never get him give him that kind of breathing room um so thank you so much for all of your comments i'm going to try and get somebody on next week to talk about this um we might get christiana on who's the professional dog walker from london because i'd be interested to get her take on that uh and just just kind of talk about this situation regarding children coming up to your dog and and hugging them and it's it's hard because with some of them they're very cute you know they're so it's a you know with labradors or well just puppies in general any puppy's cute you just want to go up and you go you're so beautiful i want to kiss your face um but it, as has been proved again sadly with this tragedy it can't always be like that. You can't always just assume that the dog is going to be fine uh, because anything could spook it. But genuinely, thank you so much for all of your comments on that. Anything you want to get in touch about, anything that we've talked about in previous podcasts, um, 
what what's your dog's voice which we, we've done and is one of my favorite things what's the story behind your dog's name should dogs be uh, on the bed maybe some of the things that melissa has changed her mind about about whether or not you put clothes on dogs or are you the uh, the dog's mum and dad or the dog's owner you can get in touch on facebook uh, at the puppy podcast page on instagram at the puppy podcast on twitter the puppy uh, uh, at puppy podcast or email thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. So, last week's episode, uh, I will confess, there it was a dramatic ending. And, and I, I've always spoken from the heart. I've always been as honest as I possibly can be about our feelings towards Elvis. And I was saying last week that maybe we've made a mistake. Maybe we shouldn't be having two dogs uh, maybe he's a little bit too much for us. You know, we took him out walking on a kind of a 10 metre training lead and my wife ended up with blisters and, you know, a, a bleeding hand. Um, and then after, because I, I recorded that on the Thursday or the Friday, uh, and then my wife and I were talking on Friday evening and we, we had a, a serious talk about Elvis as to what we should do and you know both of us said well do we want to get rid of him and we realized the answer was no of course we don't because what i said was that i would just spend the rest of what i believe to be his lifespan wondering if he's okay if he's being looked after if he's happy so we talked a little bit more about, you know, maybe he's very different from Lincoln. Um, and maybe he's just a very overactive, hyperactive Labrador that needs more exercise and focus than Lincoln does. Um, so we thought we would... We would act on that. And it was actually my wife who kind of made the realisation that there'd been, we'd never, never, it's never been the two of us and Elvis out. We've always, and you know, it's either been the two of us and Lincoln or the two of us and Lincoln and Elvis. So it's never been just the three of us, as in, as in my wife, myself and Elvis. So we said, well, maybe that's what we need to do. And he needs to have this kind of, focus we need to give him a little bit of attention and a bit of love i mean we give him plenty of love when he's you know when we're in the house and we're cuddling him and stroking him and stuff but maybe we need to go out so uh what we did on sunday uh was we took the 10 meter lead and i will confess i put on builder's gloves to, <laughs> to wear it because i'd seen what happened to my wife and we deliberately chose a a, a bit of the park where uh, it was very overgrown uh, and there was lots of little pathways and little kind of windy um, paths that we could take with the idea to completely cut down his line of sight. So he's never going to be able to see anything more than about three foot in front of him. So he can still enjoy himself and he's sniffing and he's going about and we're with him and we've got treats, but... He's never going to see another dog 150 yards away 
and then go pelting off after that. Not that he could, because he's on this 10-metre training line, but then, you know, not that he, he could run off and, and strain at the 10-metre line and make himself choke him, because he, he, he's, he's struggling at this collar. So we took him out, no line of sight, or very little line of sight, and he had a whale of a time. It uh, Genuinely, uh, it was a revelation. It completely changed our relationship with Elvis. It completely changed our um, treatment of Elvis. It seemed to bring a different level to the relationship that we have with Elvis. It was incredible. And it, it, it's one of those where it sounds really simple. And you're probably thinking, what? You took him for a walk and that was it. Why didn't you do this before? I honestly don't know. There's, you know, by no means are we the perfect owners. And um, by no means is this podcast some kind of beacon to behold up of this is how you should own a dog. I've, and I've never professed for that to be the case. This has always been really some kind of, like a, almost like a journal, really, um, that you take part in as we, you know, go through this journey that we've been going through with Elvis. But it completely changed things around. Uh, absolutely 360. So we've, we had a fantastic walk with um, Elvis. He met another dog and he was fine. Bit of sniffing, but no barking, no aggression. He came back. His recall was very good when he was at the limit of his 10 metre lead. Came back. Happy to be with us. And then when we came back, we literally walked in. Uh, we, you know, made sure he had water. We put him in his crate. And then we took Lincoln out. And we spent some time with Lincoln because Lincoln can go off the lead. And, you know, that's a little bit more freeing and stuff. But it was it genuinely... I'll I tell you how amazed I was. And I'll tell you what, what a, a changing feeling it brought around, brought about in me and Joe... I very nearly did kind of a bonus episode of the podcast because I just, I really just wanted to tell, and I'm so excited to share this with you now because it, it, it has really, it's completely turned things around. And it, it's just, it, it really has. It, I, I couldn't recommend it more of just cutting, so we're walking him, he's outside, he's in a park, there are distractions of the noises uh, and some of those he gets a little bit interested in, but he can't see anything because it's gorse bushes and nettles and, you know, uh, kind of big, um, kind of bits, uh, like, you know, little hills and things like that. And he just can't see anything. He's got such a limited view, but still plenty of him to kind of get into and sniff and, you know, really get to know. So, honestly, this episode is ending the the polar opposite way of last week's episode it's just incredible um but and th can i just thank you as well to the number of people who got in touch after last week's episode and said listen i know it's hard you've got to you know stick with it and you know other people getting in touch with their own uh, you know privately messaging us um with their own times their own examples of when they doubted 
themselves as dog owners. And thank you. You know who you are. Thank you so, so much for getting in touch because it really made a difference. Um, right. I, I'm off. I'm going to apologise because this has been a really long episode. And I don't, I don't like taking them too much over half an hour. So... Let's crack on to the end. Uh, if you want to get in touch, we are on Facebook on the Puppy Podcast page. We're on Twitter at Puppy Podcast, on Instagram at The Puppy Podcast, or you can email thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all good podcast apps. Thank you so much for listening. Genuinely, uh, thank you for being there. This has been a Monkey Pants production, and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.